and welcome to Buena Vista, episode 228. I am Ben, and I am here in Brunswick Street Mall in Fortitude Valley on a Thursday night sometime around 2012. DZ Death Rays are playing at the Rev, probably supported by Velociraptor. Your friend's shitty band is playing at the Tempo, but it's almost worth going because the guy from the Butterfly Effects new band is the headliner. There's $5 basics at Alumbra, and some US touring comedian will be doing a surprise DJ set there at 2am. Life is spectacular. Hoping to do some shit karaoke, but now pleading for his life after having accidentally wandered into the tiny pokies room at the back of RG's and knocked over the drink of a former bikey who has been awake for two days, it's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey, what's up? Can I get you another drink? Maybe What, what was it? A, a, a vodka raspberry? Was that what you were? I hate to uh, <laughs> peel back the curtain here, but this is based on a true-to-life experience of mine. A <laughs> pokies room is dangerous. Uh, I don't know if it still exists. I haven't been to RG's for a long time, but just three meters by three meters of pokey machines and the most insane people alive. Could could people uh, still smoke in the pokey area in 2012? No, I don't think they've been able to do that for a while in Queensland. Okay, you never know. Uh, making an but- enormous mistake and ordering fish and chips from the place down the end of the mall near the smoke shop that sells pizza kebabs and fish and chips that no one in the history of the valley has ever ordered before. <laughs> It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. I definitely you know what you're talking about, and I understand all of the words that you're saying to me. Yeah, you know, there's like a, a smoke shop there, and then next to it, there's a place that's sort of like a fronts directly onto the mall, and they have kebabs and pizza mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. fish and chips. That just sounds handy. Like, you can get everything you need in the one spot. That's true, except I, I genuinely, I would be, I need to stake out that place maybe, because it's still there nine years later. And uh, find out if anyone has ever, at like one in the morning, been like, I'm getting fish from this place. I would love to know. And last but not least, pissing in the disabled toilet at Rick's with nine of her friends. It's artist, fashion designer, musician, executive producer of Take a Look Around, host of the podcast, Don't Worry, It's Not Just You, and the world's second biggest Brisbane fan. It's Phoebe Paradise. Hey, Phoebe. <laughs> Hey, I've lost my phone. Can everyone stop what they're doing and help me find it? <laughs> Going out into the smokers area at Rick's and yelling to 100 people, hey, have you seen a Motorola flip phone? <laughs> Can you please turn the lights on? I know it was somewhere. I've been yelling at the DJ for the last two hours. <laughs> it's around here somewhere. That DJ also invariably probably DJ Mikey. Almost guaranteed. <laughs> Fun story about that fish and chip place. I've actually had fish and chips there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Psycho. <laughs> Regrettably. Um, but my favorite part about that place is that if you sit there and watch the front of it long enough, say if you're just like smoking in the Valley Mall like I would have in 2012, is you can just watch pigeons walk in and out and just <laughs> eat directly off of the kebab, like the spinning kebab oh, meat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. They just walk up and just like take a few bites and then just get like someone like you know tries to scare them off and then they just wait until they can come back right in again no one stops them bad pigeon bad pigeon there are three of those sorts of like greasy takeaway places on the Mm. mall to my recollection at least when i was still going there and that one was by far the worst of the three i think there's that the the bigger mostly pizza focused one that I think has the most polish to it, but I don't like the vibe of. And then the one that's mostly the kebab one, pretty good. 
All right. Totally fine. They all have like a really adversarial approach to customer service, as well, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is great. I deeply respect it. <laughs> They're working in the worst customer service environment in the world, uh, which is just like drunk 19-year-olds just like walking in and making all of their problems the problem of someone who is manning a kebab shop mm-hmm. at one in the morning on a Wednesday. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to take a little bit of issue and disagree with that. I think it's actually being in a working in a kebab shop in London. Oh yeah, that'd be bad. At, at like mm. three a.m., yep. bunch yeah. of chavs, bunch of chavs coming in. Probably more rowdy. racist too. <laughs> yes, lots of violent children. It's like setting up a yeah. stall at like Helm's Deep. You know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, London. I went there once, and I was like, "Well, how soon can I get out of here?" Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not care for it. Did not care for it. I only went there to visit my brother who was living there at the time. Truly terrible city in one of the worst countries in the world, England. And uh, we've had somebody write into us to tell us a little bit more about the horrible, awful goings on over there. Let's check it out in this edition of the Hotline. That's the Ponta Vista hotline. 1-800-317-515. That's the Ponta Vista hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at PontaVista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook. But we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah. 800-317-515. That's the Ponta Vista hotline. 800-317-515. That's the Ponta Vista hotline. If you want to contact the Ponta Vista hotline, rewind by, what, 30, 45 seconds? Minute, yeah. two minutes, two and a half minutes. Listen to it again. A minute or two. Listen to it again. And then get to the point where all of the email addresses, phone numbers and stuff are just kind of ingrained uh, deep into your psyche. And then you'll be able to send something into us whenever you like. Just like listener Jack did. Mm. So Jack uh, wrote into us to inform us of uh, some things happening in England that it turns out uh, we had already spoken about um, Mm -hmm. on a bonus episode uh, behind the Iron Paywall, which he... Up until that point, hitherto had not been behind the iron paywall, but then he signed up immediately after I replied to this email, which made me feel bad. It made me feel like I had personally guilted him yeah, into... Yeah, you guilted him into it. Which I don't feel great about, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, but he... So the, the original... The first of the four things that he sent us uh, that we had covered was a story um, that we did on the bonus episode, Night of the Swamp Oyster. Uh, and that was the story of a terminally ill man who... It was ticking off items on his bucket list, one of which was mooning a speed camera. And he did that, and then he was immediately violently arrested by the police who gave him some sort of brain bleed when they uh, raided his house and threw him to the floor and arrested him. Yeah, they raided his house. I remember that one. He he was instantaneously swatted by the British police. Literally the same day that he Mm. mooned a fixed-point speeding camera. (laughs) Uh Or was it? No, it was a van. It was a van. Uh, I, it, it was, was a van. van, yeah. Mm. He like went home, and then a couple of hours later, cops kicked his door in, threw him on the ground. Uh, fuck cops, obviously. Uh, yep. But it turns out this story well, pointing pointing their guns and screaming, "Show me your ass! Show me your ass!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is not where the story finished. Not 
Not in the slightest. Uh, this uh, here is a story from the Kidderminster Shuttle. Is not the a, name not of a real, not a real newspaper. We've not a... definitely spoken about Kidderminster before. Yes. Well, this, this happened in Kidderminster, um, which I think oh, was... Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why we spoke about it. German for small monster. That's right. Yep. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh, the headline here is... Kidderminster reacts to new Bart Simpson Banksy mural. Now, Phoebe, you like art, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. big Banksy fan De- of Banksy, <laughs> Banksy definitely counts. Uh- <laughs> big, big art head? You heard of this Banksy heard guy? This Banksy guy? Yeah, my favourite kind of art is like um, a single colour image of like a little girl holding a, you know, bouquet of flowers, but the mm-hmm. flowers mm-hmm. are like, you know, batons uh that mm. belong to a police officer mm. um and she's standing on a pile of skulls it's really cool to mm. me it's really deep um mm. you could say i'm an intellectual artist <laughs> <laughs> well see like your art you know and i don't want to insult you i don't want anything but like it's kind of like you know it's just like it's artistic <laughs> for the sake of being artistic whereas banksy's stuff actually means something you uh, know like yeah. it's maybe yeah. it's a cop and he's pulling his dick out, but the dick is uh, a flag that says world peace. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I just draw stuff that I see, but he really, like, sees. You know what I mean? Mm. He really <laughs> understands what's going on in the world. <laughs> he sees Ronald McDonald, the clown, uh, the, the clown associated with McDonald's, the fast food chain. And he thinks, well, what if that guy had a gun? <laughs> and then he, he paints that on the side of a Tesco's. <laughs> And Sounds like you s- could be Banksy. Yeah. Like you oh, really sound like got a lot of inside information. What here. do you think of Massive Attack? <laughs> I am actually a huge fan of the works of my. I mean, of a band, Massive Attack. Yeah, little band. <laughs> I go by the name uh, Bob. Incidentally, that's just one of the many names that I go by. Robert. Sometimes, I don't think he is Banksy. Just quietly, the guy from Massive Attack. Really? <laughs> because I think he would have. He would have slipped up at some point. I think he would have accidentally been like, this next song's called Teardrop. By the way, I am the artist known as Banksy. (laughs) Ah, damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. God damn it. I don't know. I feel like he knows, like, how much the value of his work would instantly evaporate the moment he gets named. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like true. the moment they're like, oh, it's just that cunt from Massive Attack. They're like, <laughs> oh, wait, this art is just really shitty. This is just some like Gen X dude painting a monkey with a gun. And like- it will just be some Gen X dude. Like it'll be the most Gen X man imaginable. The Banksy, most. for sure. This guy is like really skeptical of doctors, uh, generally, mm. <laughs> skeptical of science. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It is fun to imagine what the most Gen X dude imaginable is. Yeah. What are you picturing? I'm picturing cake shirt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, he is listening to the Hoodoo Gurus, though. He has oh, a, okay. He cool. has a Raymond Pettibon <laughs> tattoo, but it's not one of it's one of Raymond Pettibon's works that got famous because it was an album cover for Sonic Youth. Oh shit! Yeah, nice. Mm. I'm picturing like a T-shirt that is like the Black Flag logo, but instead of Black Flag, it's for like a taco place that's near his house. Oh, <laughs> you know? God, that's fucking grim. <laughs> and like instead of the bars, it's like little tacos, you know? Yeah, nice. This is why you're the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Incidentally, we will be stealing that idea for merch. Uh, please, it will inexplicably please. still be tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Number one Gen X podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so if you do like Banksy, get ready for this. You're going to love mm. this. Uh, Kidderminster residents have flocked to see new graffiti that many believe could be the work of famous street artist Banksy. That's the, the mural... cool thing about being Banksy is at this point, you don't really need to do anything. No, Someone else true. does something and people go, ooh, it's probably ooh, it's a, Banksy, a Banksy, isn't it? Oh it's a stencil God. of a duck wearing one of those <laughs> British police helmets and everyone's like, holy fuck, he's been here. <laughs> There's people like getting into car accidents like because they're trying <laughs> to stop around this thing. They had a documentary about Banksy, about people like stealing portions of buildings, like carving concrete blocks out of buildings that they were formerly... Banksy graffiti pieces painted on because they wanted to like steal it and sell it. And a lot of the time people will be doing this shit. Like they'll in the dead of night be carving concrete blocks out of the wall only to realize later that it's not a Banksy. It's just some graffiti and then going to prison for the rest of their lives. Because Because they put a wall, put a hole in someone's apartment. (laughs) When I'm, very, very sad story was when I lived in Melbourne and there was like a, again, purportedly a Banksy piece. And it was in like Hardware Lane or, or somewhere very, very prominent awesome. and very foot trafficy, you know. Mm. And, um, and you have the whole thing going on with like graffiti and street art and all that sort of thing where people are like, yeah, the point of it is that eventually someone else will paint something over the top, you know. And local business owners were like, no, my tourism. And they got like a perspex. They got like a perspex thing that was hard mounted onto the wall. So none of the other naughty artists could paint over the valuable, <laughs> valuable Banksy. From the yeah, good street artists. that's what it's all about, you know? <laughs> well, it's, that's, yeah, that's what street art is all about is like preserving property value. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's yeah. mainly what it's about. And then some, uh, then some good soul came along with a can of paint and just poured it up against the side of the wall and the Perspex thing and it ran down the Fuck. middle. Fuck, yes. And Fantastic. ruined the Banksy and they were all so mad. They were oh, so the cranky crime. about yeah. it. Fuck Banksy. Anti-Banksy Fuck. podcast. We're the first yep. group of first people, people brave enough to say <laughs> they don't find it. the work of Banksy <laughs> particularly entertaining. <laughs> a, but, but, I mean, I, I think the... You know what Phoebe's talking about the the attempt to kind of like somehow formalize and preserve the value of of a type of art which is usually intended to be very like spontaneous and ephemeral, like a mandala. By nature, it's yeah. transitional. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's something that is just it is supposed to be impermanent. You know, yeah. Uh, so it's very funny to see people doing this sort of desperate grasping to go. If that's a Banksy, which I'm kind of assuming it is, haven't heard anything from the man himself. But massive attacker on tour soon. I'll ask <laughs> yeah. when they come. They're like, yeah, this looks like shit. It's probably yeah. a Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> the same approach to NFTs as well. If it's like the ugliest artwork you've ever seen in your life, it's like this is going to be worth so much money in Ethereum soon. <laughs> so you know, it's good. I assume we've all heard the theory that, like this, that with the NFTs, that it's basically the artistic equivalent of like typos in scam emails, or to weed that, out yeah the, losers the, the, and 
No, the theory to read was scam in emails. Yeah, when you get things and you're like, this is riddled with like typos and weird characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who would possibly fall for this? And the theory, don't know if this is true, is that it's basically just to make sure that you are catching the biggest rubes imaginable. Yes. And, uh, and the theory with NFTs is that that's why it all looks like absolute shit. I'm sure it's a combination huh. of... Yeah, I, I'm willing to counter my personal theory is that uh, it's mostly created and bought by people with the artistic sensibility that leads people to fill their house with Funko Pops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's, uh, I think that's also fair. And, and the fact, of course, that they are all like programmatically generated. They're all things where where you go. All right, here's the here's the template, and I've, now I've made a bunch of different hairstyles that go on it, and a bunch of different sunglasses. You can make thousands and of horny walrus images with mouths, yep. the horny walrus generator. <laughs> and then I will run Good a Lord. little bit of software that puts them into every possible configuration, and then I say I've minted eight thousand. Hate that word. Yeah. Masturbating skunk NFTs. You know? <laughs> I wish they were a masturbating skunk. At least that would be like funny, useful like, to somebody. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a lion with this. a mohawk or something. So you're saying NFTs are good because they appeal to the worst possible people and they scam them. That's what I'm hearing. I am enjoying like the rug pulls and stuff, but it's the yeah, worst yeah. of that group of worst people that are the ones that are making the money and then the least worst of them are the ones that are losing all the money so it's still there's no justice yeah like the only real news that i see from it because i've like muted a lot of that stuff is just Mm. from like artists whose work has been stolen Mm. and then uploaded without their knowledge so like the most common post i see on twitter are like artists with big followings being like Someone just emailed me and sent me like a link to this, you know, NFT gallery where someone else has just made like a hundred K off of this fucking artwork that I did on DeviantArt ten years ago, whatever. Oh god. And like the white hot fury that comes from it is just like Mm. some fucking dickhead is like making heaps of money off of someone else's art. It's uh yeah, it sucks real bad. Yeah, that's bad. I think that that has been and will continue to be a thing in any sort of online economy because like when when you see those ads on things like instagram and youtube and stuff where people are like i'm going to show you how i use the internet to make five thousand dollars a week by doing nothing and the answer is always like use some third-party service and set up 1500 drop shipping accounts yes uh Mm. full of stuff and Anywhere that you look on the, on the internet, you can find these dropshipping services where they have just scraped the art from all these different things. Like, you know, there's a whole bunch of shit on, like, um, uh, I don't want to say Redbubble. I want to say but something Redbubble. else. Like, Redbubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. There's fucking scam Bunta Vista shirts on yeah. Redbubble. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to really? say. There's, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and and of course they they make it. Uh, you know, these companies in general make it as difficult as possible. They all say, "Hey, we comply with all the copyright laws," but yeah, but obviously, like there are there are people who set things up where you can just say scrape artwork from all these different places. It's like the things on Twitter you see where someone says, "Man, I wish I had that picture on a shirt," on a and then a, yeah. a bot mm. replies five minutes later and says, "I have placed this on a shirt for you. I mean- Order it." I, that fucking sucks real bad. The technology involved, occasionally quite cool. Like yeah. where they will again. isolate what the design is, do an image search on that, find that image and whatever, and I'm like, fuck, man, that's smart. And, and apply it to the thing and set up a product and all that sort of stuff. And all of that is automated. 
But if you want to contact whatever company and say, hey, uh, actually, I own all of these images and sell them as merch through my own website. Can you take them all down? Um, The only way that you can do that is by filing like individual reports on every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You cannot say, hey, someone, you know, this user has a shop and they have 50 products in there and they're all ripped off from my shit. Can you take it down? Yeah. Only way to do it, file an individual report for each one with the URL for each one and a link to your, you know, an initial thing. It's obviously like it's, it's massively overbalanced towards people who can automatically generate the theft. <laughs> Exactly. And they're like, oh, look, you know, we've got this massive company, we've selling, you know, like, millions and millions of t-shirts, but we don't hire a single moderator to like deal (laughs) with these complaints. Um, It's literally just one guy that works here. And I'm just like pulling all of the levers all at once. I'm like (laughs) really stressed, but I can't respond to your emails about this. Um, It hasn't happened to me, but one of my good friends, Sam, uh, his artwork is just pillaged with impunity on Redbubble. And I made this little video to uh, tease him with it of just like every single like Russian eBay, like iPhone case and like, you know, like those silky jerseys and stuff that have like taken his work. And I'm like, at the end of it, yes, it sucks that this artwork has been stolen. Yes, these companies are awful. But I'm also like, I don't know how many people are actually buying these items like i don't know what yeah. the conversion rate mm. actually is for these things i mean and it so- doesn't have to be high though right like yeah. if you do it for every single you know fucking jpeg that you'd scan on the internet and then one in every 10 million people does it a week probably still making you know a couple hundred bucks yeah yeah well again though no, that great. comes back that comes back to the the scam email principle which is that it doesn't really cost you anything to blast out hundreds of thousands of them and if a very, very, very small percentage of people come back to you and say, I'd like to give you my money, uh, then that's free money, you know? It is free money. It's like it's free money to do a picture on the side of a house and say, oh, look, everyone, a Banksy. It's a Banksy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the mural, located oh, yeah. on an underpass <laughs> near the Watermill Pub. Thank you for suddenly picking that up. <laughs> wow, we're so good at podcasting. Well-oiled machine. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'm just... That's just sweat. I'm not oiled. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> the mural was inspired by the story of town resident Daryl Meekham, who was arrested after mooning a speed camera. Mr. Meekham, age 55, told the shuttle, I know full well it's a Banksy. It's the sort of thing he'd do. It's in his vein of doing things. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Banksy would I love know this Banksy. kind of thing. Yeah, I know Banksy, and he definitely would have loved this. <laughs> Get a bit Walking the streets and declaring things to have a real Banksy energy. Kidderman's <laughs> <laughs> residents have now had their say on the artwork, which features TV icon Bart Simpson mooning at police officers. <laughs> TV icon Bart TV Simpson. TV icon <laughs> Bart Simpson. <laughs> Famous TV star Bart Simpson. <laughs> Shalina Giles said on Facebook, Is it a Banksy or is it not a Banksy in Kidderminster? That is the question. It's still pretty neat. Tom Long (laughs) said on Twitter, We once took the kids to the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. It was amazing. But to be able to view the latest Banksy up close in Kidderminster tonight was pretty special. Now, this is... This is the first of three articles that uh, we're going to go on this saga. So here is article number two, also from the Kidderminster shuttle. Uh, graffiti artist behind Kidderminster mural for Mooning Man revealed. Wow, hell of a sentence. Mm. 
The graffiti artist behind the mural tribute to a man arrested for mooning at a speed camera has been revealed. Glasgow-based artist The Rebel Bear, who has been dubbed the Scottish Banksy, has claimed to have painted the art on Instagram. McBanksy. <laughs> McBanksy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) Dressed in a pink bear costume, the artist has been creating graffiti art across Scotland for years, more recently during the COP26 climate talks. The rebel bear hit headlines for COVID-19-related artwork and is perhaps best known for a painting of a couple who have dropped their face masks to kiss. I love that. That's so good. So much to think about. (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram, the rebel bear posted... The bear read the story. He talks in third person, I guess. Uh, The bear read the story of a terminally ill man, Daryl Meekham, who mooned a speed camera as part of his bucket list, and then the subsequent response by the police, and decided to take a wee trip down to Kidderminster to make a little comment. Now do it in a Scottish accent. (laughs) Yeah, let's definitely try that. Uh, As I said when I messaged you, Daryl, for however long you have left in this world, I hope your days are filled with love, playfulness, and colour. Mr. Meekham, who has multiple system atrophy and Parkinson's, said he was honoured by the mural. He told the shuttle, It's fantastic. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? He's a well-known <laughs> artist in his own right. They call him the Scottish Banksy. I'm dead chuffed. You know, uh, you know why mm-hmm. they call him the Scottish Banksy? Is he Scottish? Why is that? Uh, yeah, because he's, he's Scottish and his whole career is ripping off Banksy. Just yep. Google, Google the rebel bear. Oh, it's feel good. <laughs> Maybe. Google the rebel bear and just look at. Oh, and he's totally a fucking anti vaxxer too. Oh, oh is he? He's gotta Come be. He's gotta I mean, be. With that artwork. Oh no! I was look, about I'll... to say this guy sounds nice, but I no, take it back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna take it back. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, nurse and doctor related Banksies. Okay. A lot of coat. Oh, <laughs> look! This person. This person's walking along. Get this. They're looking down at their ankle. It's oh. a ball and chain, but the ball. It's a coronavirus. goddamn coronavirus. It's a COVID. One single COVID. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. It's a there's COVID. another one that's a, it's a balloon, but it's a COVID. And there's a nurse with a syringe that's going to pop the balloon. So maybe he's... Is he pro-vax? He, I think he's pro-vax. I think he's yeah. pro-vax. Right. Oh, wait, no. There's <laughs> someone is being hypnotized by a magician using a, a mask as the, instead oh. of like a pocket watch. This looks like boomer meme art, you know, yeah. like when yeah. your auntie is posting mm. on Facebook. He's like pro nurse, but he's pro anti vax nurses mm. that are doing TikToks. <laughs> oh yeah, there's uh, free speech being chiseled into a wall, but oh. Oh, no, no, the hippies are chiseling tell. away free speech. Huh? He's yeah. just saying whatever. Maybe he just likes drawing pictures. He yeah. really is the Scottish Banksy. <laughs> he certainly is. Look how much we, discussion he's provoked, and that means it's good art. That's right. We can we can agree though that like visually, it is one thousand percent. It's just it's just Banksy, right? Y- yeah, like yeah. it's it's stencil art, and it's bad, which is the visual style <laughs> of the incredibly rich artist Banksy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's done a Banky. That's uh, now here's the <laughs> final story here, uh, and this uh, this story does have a bit of a sad ending. I'm afraid to say, actually. Oh no! Uh, it's not that the man has died. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. to the rebel bear. R.I.P. McBanksy. I mean, <laughs> rebel bear has McBanksy. been made into a beautiful rug. 
I'm so glad you all decided to choose that it would be the artist, not the terminally ill man who died in this situation. Fuck. Uh, no, he's probably fine, maybe for a while. The headline here, also from the Kidderminster Shuttle, anger after Scottish Banksy mural for Mooning Man defaced. <gasps> Kidderminster residents have voiced their anger after a mural painted by a renowned graffiti, renowned-ish graffiti renowned artist was defaced. The mural, which is located in an underpass near the Watermill pub, has now been, quote, blackened out a week after it was revealed. Reacting to the vandalism, Daryl Meekham told the shuttle, I just think it's such a shame when people deface art like that. I think it's appalling. We knew it was going to happen. It made Kidderminster glow for a week. It's spiteful. It's malicious. They haven't added to it. They've just blacked it out. They even put 88 on it. It's a neo-Nazi sign. Surely the council could have done something to protect it. Armed right. guards, twenty four seven. Yeah, like, put it in a perspex box. But but again, interesting, isn't it, to see like when when the, the anonymous Scottish bear, the rebel bear, uh, like does Pseudonymous, a piece. I think, but yeah, when when he does a piece on a wall, it's a mural, and when somebody else uh, puts some paint on a wall, they're defacing a piece mm. of art. You, know? you yes. are going on record here, Andrew. <laughs> Being pro-Nazi. Pro-Nazi graffiti, that's you interesting. You hey, the Nazis on this one. <laughs> look. I, oh, you I, can't put two numbers on a wall anymore? What? <laughs> oh, numbers are bad now? Um, no, I was, I was looking at another... It was a post on, um, a post on Reddit. Somebody has posted, The Rebel Bear's piece in uh, Junction Street has already been scrawled over, frowny face. And there's just like, you know, some random graffiti over this piece. Uh, but again, it's like this guy's painted something on a wall and someone else has painted something over the top. And everyone's like, ah, they've defaced it. Yeah, isn't like, that what you expect? That some teen's what? just going to write like Daz over the top of it? Yeah. Like- <laughs> what do you mean gra- graffiti artists are going to paint over other graffiti artists' yeah. work? Like that's never happened before. You know what? I bet you like 50 bucks he is the one that's doing it. He is creating like a scarcity economy (laughs) of Mm. his work so he can like up the value of the next one. Well, he's got a different color bear costume to do it. He's like, no, that's a completely different bear uh, graffiti (laughs) artist. That guy's green. Just to additionally piss me off though, he's done his piece on like, like a flat gray wall and then six feet away from it down on the bottom of the wall... In like, oh no! He's he's got his branding on there. He's got like the rebel bear Aww. in like Times New Roman, nice little neat stencil down the bottom. So he's, I don't know, man. It like, it 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 just seems to me like such a really really calculated attempt to to go. Oh, I'm going to do the Banksy thing. I'm going to do these these statement pieces of fucking twee social commentary. And then everyone in the town will instantly declare them to be art that must be left alone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, everyone will get mad when people don't leave it alone because it's fucking paint on a wall. Like you're saying. It's about starting like a conversation, saying. man. You know? <laughs> That's what it's all about. I hate conversations. <laughs> oh. I just love the idea of seeing a Bart Simpson mooning police officer and being like, <laughs> That's Banksy. Like, now, That's a Banksy that right there. Television icon. I've sent you all a link to the image here but I'll describe it uh, for you the listener Um, so TV icon Bart Simpson he's painted in full colour pupils different sizes for reasons I don't fully understand Uh, he's bending over to reveal his bare 
buttocks. Oh, uh, okay. And then either side of him are sort of American-style riot police. Yeah, they're and they, beating they're about Bart to, Simpson. Yeah, they're about to beat TV icon Bart Simpson to death, uh, wow. which says something about our society. Yeah, we like we live in a society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's also, yeah, the, it's an 88 and a star of David that they've done there when they defaced Ooh. it. Didn't notice that. Wow. Ooh. It's interesting. I, I, that's even less uh, symbolically coherent than the original artwork. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was the, the bear man and he was like, how do I make it look like the people who defaced this are bad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Nazis or maybe they're Jewish. Whatever you don't like. Whatever you don't like, they're that. <laughs> Whatever you hate the most, it's that. Yeah. Oh, uh, so this is this is from the Reddit post where I'm looking at this uh, news that one of his other pieces had been had been tagged over. Uh, the the highest voted post on here. This kind of low effort tagging over other people's art is super annoying. Why not spray shitty text on the blank wall on the other side of the cash machine instead? <laughs> Fucking yeah, wow. vandals, jealous they don't have the talent to do what they ruin. Yeah, damn vandals. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the most downvoted post in reply to this. What's super strange in these comments is that the Banksy copy, uh, like the Banksy copycat plagiarism, is referred to as art, while the tag is just some crappy writing. In my opinion, both are equally shite. And tagging over <laughs> someone's piece is really part of the game when it comes to graffiti, especially if you have a serious doubt about your competitor's originality. I think if you don't like one, why glorify the other? Massive down votes from everybody. Wow. wow. I agree. I think that's so true. When you cut out a man's tongue, you only tell everyone that you fear what he has to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, like it, it, it does not seem like that many of the people involved are saying, so this dude's just totally 1000% ripping off Banksy, right? Who also... Who also is toy. Like every single 13 year old walking past that like piece of art aren't going, oh my God, that guy's ripping off Banksy. We've got to like tag over their, their stuff like <laughs> in respect for Banksy. Like they're looking at it going, fuck this, this guy. Yeah. I hate yeah. this. <laughs> oh my God. It's a good scam though, because like, what are you going to do if you're Banksy? You're going to come out? You're going to fight me? You're going to meet me in the streets? You're stealing your courts? artwork? Yeah. <laughs> what the guy should have done is sign it, Banksy. This is his yeah, persona. <laughs> <laughs> Banksy's I'm persona. I'm Banksy Kin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take it back. Put the words oh, back God. in. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes. It's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Don't like that at all. Lucy, you should take that thought, shove it right down into the deepest, darkest hole you can find. Nah, oh, he's okay. good. Nice. He's good. Excellent. That's right. It's time to inspect another hole on the Hole Report. Hole Report. 
haunting. This is a story from, uh, I believe this is pronounced Yorkshire Live. New adults-only X-rated mini-golf club called Glory Holes, opening in Sheffield. England, curse you! (laughs) They've done it again. England has done it again. Oh, boy. You want want to go dogging out the back of Glory Holes? They don't know what it means. That's the thing. It's probably oh. just a complete accident. Yeah. Knowing the British. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like a place you'll have a lovely time playing golf. The Ex- holes are glorious. We'll call it glory holes. <laughs> Mini golf club. Now, I don't Only in Britain. Yeah. X-rated seems extreme from what I've seen, but we'll, oh, okay. we'll, we'll find out. Explain uh, it. An X-rated mini golf course is set to open in Sheffield this week. Glory holes, which already has a venue in Nottingham, is strictly for players aged 18 and over only. The mm-hmm. cheeky course is opening in the city centre on Thursday, December 9th. An exclusive pre-launch party will also be held on Wednesday. Found in 43 High Street, the venue's website teases customers... What? The w- venue's website teases customers... Oh, probably should be a comma there. Warning, yeah. no guts, no glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? If you don't fuck this golf course, you're not going to have a good time. Mm. Uh, previous venues have been described by players as, quote, a crazy place to visit for, quote... Crazy golf. Well, they should call it crazy yeah. golf. They should call it crazy Cra- golf. Cra- crazy yeah, holes. Why they call it crazy holes. Crazy holes. The poor staff that work there. I'm just imagining the oh, long-suffering no. bar staff. Like someone walks up and that we can say fuck here. <laughs> yes, you're allowed to be rude inside glory holes. Jesus. Oh, the boy. Christmas parties that would be held there. Oh man. I'll tell you this right now. If I can't putt a ball into like a big plaster butt's anus. Yeah. A is butt's that what this anus. is? <laughs> yeah. No, what, what I'm saying is I, I don't I like, don't just put a hole there and tell me it's an anus. I want there to be like a big, a big Paper plaster mache butt. butt. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Phoebe gets it. Uh, with, <laughs> with a butthole and that's what I'm aiming for. Otherwise, yeah. got no fucking interest in glory holes at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm you're gonna... saying is you want it to be only buttholes, like the, the, the <laughs> no, just, butthole. Oh, you wish the place well, was called buttholes. But oh. yeah. You don't want any pussy holes at, at Glory Welcome Holes. Welcome to I, World I of Buttholes, Mini I, I resent that. I would so happily putt into a big pussy hole. Dick I hole. would happily. Mm. I would if maybe the ramp is a tongue and it's going down a throat. You know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that what Glory Holes is? Is it uh, X-rated or isn't it? That's what I'm asking. Let you me know? let me let them <laughs> describe it to you. Uh, <laughs> this is from their website. Let, hold on. Let you let them describe it to your friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a that's a, like a cascading series of permissions that I'm not sure. As long he as everyone was on board <laughs> with hearing this. Uh-huh. Uh, Glory Holes began in the heart of Nottingham's creative quarter, Hockley, place, as Nottingham's first adult-only mini-golf club. <laughs> Glory Holes took the city by storm, and now we're expanding our unique flavour of adult-only crazy golf to the rest of the country. Glory Holes Golf takes crazy to a whole new level with raunchy adult themes and challenges to each hole. Can you focus and get your stroke right whilst horny animals go at it around you? <laughs> it's a bestiality thing now? My will final defeat- flight has been activated. <laughs> oh, prepare for this. Uh, will you defeat the Goblin King in his own labyrinth? 
<laughs> so they're, they're, are, they, are they just ripping off Jim Henson here? Are they having it is like Dracula's? A, I, I don't yes. know if it's licensed or not, but it is very much Labyrinth. Putting, uh, putting from... directly into Jareth's butthole. <laughs> uh, will you trump the final hole? Now, hole there is spelt W-H-O-L-E, which but is Trump. very confusing because yeah. you feel Trump, like... Capital T on Trump. Capital man. T Trump, that's right. Uh, cool. And make golf great again. There's really only one way to find out. Now, the photos that I have looked at... I was about of... to say, I'm on Instagram for a glory hole to Nottingham. Yeah. And what have you seen? Um, there's a Donald Trump hole... Yeah. What is Wait. adult about that? You well, have to be a, like, stuff, have to be 18 to vote? Like I think there's like an adult room, but then there's also a bunch of other rooms that aren't like raunchy at all. There's like one They don't they don't seem raunchy. You just have to sign a consent form for actors to like sexually assault me when you <laughs> yeah. like walk into the bar. It's just like Dracula's. Like it's- just a bunch of like out of work actors. In like stinky costume, <laughs> yeah, just being weird. It's Dracula's, but um, on one of the walls in one of the rooms, uh, there is like a PVC kind of gimp suit type deal with a strap on attached to it. Oh, oh no, oh god! I just thought I was clicking over to the next image in this slideshow, but then it took me to a, a new story about a car accident. Well, that's, oh, okay. not as, that's not as fun. They do uh, have they do have some signs up though around the courses that say things like "put it in." Yeah, and balls deep. There's a oh. sign yeah. on the wall that says, "Do you eat pussy?" Jesus. And then I don't know what you do but with I'm not that information. Any pussy. Like you're not hitting yeah. the balls into a pussy hole, which is what I was really hoping. Yeah. For. Show. Oh, <laughs> so now you're on board with putting into a pussy hole. Okay. <laughs> well, when it was the, well, the idea you're pitching was world of butt holes. I'm just saying. I, like this is just. Who needs this? Who, uh, who look, asked uh, for this to happen? Yeah. All I'm saying is that everyone's got a Office butthole Christmas and parties. that's a natural place to start. Yeah. You know. We start with go something f- universal. Go from the there. human Because everyone's got a butthole, so you hit yeah. buttholes first. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hit a, hit a, hit a, we're, we're a buttholes first venue. <laughs> <laughs> what Andrew's saying is Glory Holes sounds like a, cap- a ship without a captain. Yes. <laughs> putting his yeah. hand up. <laughs> yeah. Without a strong artistic over. voice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we, they've we, got raunchy Instagram posts that say like, "Who wants to get their tiger wood?" Hmm? <sighs> who wants to like? Sorry? It's tiger woods, but I think it's like a boner. Yeah. Who? Damn. I don't really understand how that works in the context yeah. of that sentence. I'm not really sure. It's, Every... it's for adults. We can say whatever the hell we want at Glory Hall. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> oh looking my at the. God? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the gallery on on their website, gloryholesnottingham.co.uk. Slash. Check it out. Go gallery. there. There's a ref- use the referral code Bunta <laughs> uh, for ten percent off. <laughs> but there's uh, like they they have a video of people playing and everything. Bunch of neon lights. Uh, you know, bar staff being paid to act like they're having fun. <sighs> that kind of thing. Oh, and like it so really, bad. it really has that uh, that energy to me of a venue that will be closed in three to four months. Yeah, you know, you know the kind like the the axe throwing place, like or it's the like, like George Costanza themed restaurant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's written for like sorry, they they came up with the idea so that Broadsheet would write about it and then they yep. could be bankrupt four weeks later. When it's like, yeah. oh, it turns out people don't want to go... Oh, no. The example I was going to say is a bar that has apparently been going for a very long time. I think in Sydney, the one where one side of the bar is West German themed and the other is East German themed. They're like... Really? Yeah. It's that... Oh. 
They're like, this seems like a pretty yeah. easy way to launder our money. <laughs> you know? And like, then go out of business oh, in yeah. two months. They, they all have the, um, I, I guess, the thing that all these sorts of venues have in common to me is that they are, they're like very, very fixated on a specific theme and everything in there looks very new, like too new. Yeah. You know? And that sort of says to me, you will be closed in three months. <laughs> I'm just oh, going to read absolutely. something to you here. Um, now, to the, to the residents of Sydney, maybe this isn't shocking or appalling to you because you're so benumbed to everything. Uh, established in 2009, Berlin Bar is a place where capitalist opulence confronts communist austerity, where classic cocktails mingle with modern creativity, where old-fashioned table service blends with a relaxed, relaxed atmosphere. Uh, east or West? The capitalist side. The West will be your first stop. Here you have the choice between three areas. The booths have a capacity of blah, 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 blah. And the Ich bin ein Berliner section of up to 10 people. Or the communist side. In the East, no extravagance. The room is dark and full of communist propaganda. Blah, blah, blah. There's some tables and shit in there. What the fuck is this? It's actually in Melbourne. I would like to apologize to the... Just kidding. I don't want oh, to apologize to them boy. for shit. Is that a real is thing? That's Holy real. Shit. It's Who's been going, going for 12 this? years. What? 12 years. It's in Melbourne, I think it's pronounced. Uh, like in the city? In 16 Cores Lane. Does that mean anything Never to you? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's not a clue. It's I'm off a... Little Burke Street. Oh. Ridiculous. I don't know that, shit about that Melbourne. That sounds bad. Right next door to like a Hiroshima-themed fucking like, <laughs> bowling alley or whatever. Yeah. It's <laughs> so stupid. Weird. So Just have a normal bar that's good. That's my idea for a business. Just sell beer. Yeah. So yeah. Glory, it sells Glory, Halls, Glory Halls is run by Curious Venues. And you can go to their site, curiousvenues.co.uk, to see all the other venues they run. Oh, are they crazy? There's one called The Black Pearl. Oh anyone, anyone think of any pop culture references? Is it a pirate themed bar? Is that from Pirates oh of the Caribbean. <gasps> Docked oh in God. West Bridgeford, the Black Pearl brings with it a bounty of rum and good fun. Oh. <laughs> Designed by the Curious Design Company to capture the essence of bygone pirate era, the Black yeah. Pearl is as curious as the rest of our venues. Just <laughs> okay. making a place that sells rum and naming it after fucking Johnny Depp's pirate ship from a movie from like 2003 or whatever. I bet Licensed they have like cocktails. Properties of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They probably have Pirates of the Caribbean quotes on their cocktail names. Why oh, is the yeah. rum always Why gone? Why is the rum ha, gone? Ha, 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 And you'd laugh every time with your friends. Yeah. It's like Johnny Depp said. The character Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that crazy. Movie, that movie like, did come out in 2003. Yeah, I, I was oh. 13 years old seeing that at, at the... The mall in Hornsby, and I was like, "What's this all about?" Yeah, yeah, Ooh, like, pretty what's spooky. What's Legolas doing? A little in bit this of fun. Yeah. <laughs> what was he doing in there? Oh god, this movie. Oh, sorry, this um bar really looks like just a front. Like looking at the website is like the most obliterated JPEGs you've ever seen in your <laughs> life, with like a logo designed very obviously in Canva. And if you go through all of their venues, like their websites all look exactly the same as well. Yeah. Like, do these places actually exist? Maybe. No. 
I'm not. <laughs> Who's going to go and find out? Well, admittedly, one of their venues is called Drum and Basement, and it's like a basement mm. bar. That's not a bad name. I'll give them that. That's yeah? an all right pun. That's huh. okay. That, you got to be nice sometimes. That give very currently a... popular genre, drum and bass. <laughs> drum and bass. Oh, man. Fucking, we had a... For the, the 10th birthday for the bar, we had like a closed doors party for like just a bunch of our regulars and stuff. And then because, you know, it was a relaxed atmosphere. We're letting people do whatever. And then one person decided to decide. Oh, actually. Go on, Go name on. them. Name Are you them. someone right now? Ooh. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I'm, they don't listen to this podcast, but Tilly does. Tilly, Joe went absolutely <laughs> fucking ham on drum and bass. At an extreme volume for an extreme length of time. I've never seen that man act like that before. That was the most drum and bass I have heard in my life. Uh, in my life. I'm not even going to add a caveat to that. That, I was vibing on it. It's a great yeah. time, actually. Check out I don't uh, like the musical genre. Not for me. No, you don't like rhythm sections generally. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off out of here. <laughs> don't like when a bass has been drummed. Hmm. Yep. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Are you, mm. you going on a somewhere? There? You're one master at work, truly. <laughs> it's like when you can see a baby that's like shitting in its nappy. Like they're just like look real weird, like they're real focusing. That's what Andrew looks like <laughs> when he's wearing diaper. <laughs> no. So look, sometimes I honestly forget I'm supposed to be coming up with a segue to the next segment because God knows no one else is doing it around here. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it on episodes that I'm not on. What not happens now? Well. Oh, it, like it always goes so well. It's always oh, like really okay. cool. Uh, yes, perfectly. It's, it's, not like, it's not like someone who's never been in a manual before shifting gears. Accidentally <laughs> <laughs> like reversing into a car behind me somehow. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, like Phoebe was saying, uh, what the fuck is up with all those venues? Do they even exist? Seems like some sort of front or perhaps a scam. Oh, it's good. Might be time to check in with the latest in scams on Scam Watch. Lucy Scam Watch. Oh. Yeah. Right. I guess that's plugged in there somewhere. All right. Huh. Huh. huh? <laughs> no one knows what to think of that. Hmm. Just silence. Yeah. I've completely, completely <laughs> forgotten. I'm making an MP3 at some point, putting it in there. <laughs> so this good at podcasting. From. No, this Andrew, is, let me yeah. take you through this. Oh. <laughs> take me this away. This is from uh, mybiowin.com. It's going to slam you in here cold. Bioly. I love my bio wins. Uh, this is, that's, I'm, yeah, I'm going to throw you right in the deep end here. Biowin's proprietary neurohaptic ne- technology is the non-invasive, drug-free path to achieving all your health and wellness goals. Based awesome. on... De- all of them. All of them? <laughs> Based on decades of research in neurohaptic science, our products are proven to decrease the perception of pain and improve overall function. Our neuro socks and neuro patches are equipped with a special tactile pattern designed to stimulate neuroreceptors on your body and communicate with your central nervous system. Hey, can I pull you up for a second there? I'd uh, rather you didn't, but if you feel you must, yes. Just imagining that we're in a sales meeting. You just say neuro socks. Uh, we'll, we'll circle and back to that. Patches. If we can just put a pin in that and we'll offline <laughs> that discussion and we'll circle okay. back to it. Right. Okay. The result is instantly improved balance, mobility, strength, energy levels, pain management, and more. In short, it keeps you feeling your best 
so you can achieve more every day. God, I love feeling my best. This sounds oh. good. I'm and feeling good about this. It's actually quite a simple process how this works. I'll, I'll outline oh, you. I'll take you through the three-step process of how this works. Mm-hmm. Step one, trigger response. Yep. So like uh-huh. when someone when someone comes around the corner and says, boo, to me. Uh, that, yeah. All right. That would it's constitute the words that I just said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, step two, affect the body. Ah, uh, so that's like oh, when I uh-huh. when I piss in my pants when someone comes around the corner and says "boo." I feel like you're viewing this through a very specific lens. <laughs> you know, we can only speak from our own personal experiences. Something you want to tell us about, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no? Step three: feel the difference. Oh, you okay. can really feel the difference when that happens. Yeah. I'm telling when you, when you've pissed yourself, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Now that is kind of itchy, kind of itchy. That's <laughs> This is the that's the entire three step process. Um, well, I will simple. give it to you in slightly more detail. The long form long form version of that. Step one. Oh, I I don't need to hear any more detail. I'm getting out my credit I'm card. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how to how to mortgage my house again. You know? mm, shut up and take my money, Ben. Oh my god, don't. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Alex. Mwah, mwah. Uh, step one, contact with the encrypted pattern to the skin area triggers a neuro response that sends information from the, the receptors to your brainstem. From socks? Well, no well, one said I... socks so far, except for the one time that I said socks. So there's socks. an encrypted pattern in my neuro socks. I haven't brought up neuro socks yet. Ignore okay. the neuro socks. Hold on, hold on. Hold oh, on. Pay no attention sorry, to the sorry. socks. Hold on, i got to ask Phoebe a question. Phoebe, uh, when you are wearing socks... Mm. Are they generally in contact with your skin? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So, when my wife is wearing her Phoebe Paradise uh, Durry socks, as she does, Mm -hmm. they are in contact with her skin. The perfect delivery system to have her... Wellness modified. Oh, you could be putting neuro patterns in your fucking socks. <laughs> You'd never know. Oh. Baby Paradise X neuro patches. X bio win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, step two. Oh my god. After processing that information, the central nervous system distributes commands to your peripheral nervous system, affecting various functions in your body from pain regulation to motor control and balance. Mm-hmm. And then step three, the effect is instant. Ranging from improved balance, mobility and pain management to better energy levels, maintaining optimal neurology, assist your body to achieve and maintain optimal health. Now, let me me tell you this right now. That sounds so real to me. Yeah. 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 It's instant. You couldn't put it on a website if it was fake, obviously. No. Why Um, would they lie? Why would they? They have no reason to lie. They have no reason to lie other than making a lot of money. Uh, so they sell two types of products uh, for between $45 and $64, depending on whether you get like the rugged outdoor ones or the sort of house ones. Mm. Um, they sell neuro socks, which promise to deliver more energy and strength, better mm-hmm. pain management, better mobility and function, better stability and balance, better performance. Uh, and of course, enhanced neuro function. Now, but, babe, have you mm. seen my brain socks? Because these are my regular socks yeah. and I feel like fucking oh, shit. My neurofunction is fucking terrible today. Did you put this on the spin cycle, babe? Because I'm so out of whack right now. You've really just like rearranged all of the neurons. And things. You've got the wrong neuroglyphs on my socks now because they were washed too hard. And now they're actually making me really tired. <laughs> 
<laughs> babe, do you want me to put on my socks from Target and drop 20 IQ points before this big meeting? Is that what you want, babe? <laughs> now, you can't wear socks all the time. You know, barefoot is legal. That's uh, true. That's true. So, Here's what I like to do. I get into bed with my socks on, mm. right? Mm. Covers on. Get comfy. Then I peel my socks off. Holy fuck. Kick them out the side of the bed. How good right? does that feel? It feels Genius. so great. Don't like the part where my wife picks them up in the morning and goes, oh, I'll put these in the basket. Well, it seems like, like there's a way you could... Yeah, I could. She's just... Stop that How could happening. we possibly streamline this process? <laughs> She's out of bed before. So, the other night, I took, I, took them off, I took them off under the covers and then just like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar three-pointed both of them in turn mm-hmm. into the laundry basket. And I said, that's for you, baby. You could um, put a piece of fishing line going from the end of the socks that you could hold in your hands, <laughs> and then you pull off the socks, and then you pull them up to where you are, and then you just put them on your bedside. Are you trying really? to tell Andrew to turn his house into a wallet, Wallace and Gromit? Yes, but for sock <laughs> removal and nothing yes. else. Yeah, I need some kind of shoot, kind of shoot to get him there. Um, well, once you have taken your socks off and you know that the runes for your brain are no longer imprinting you via your feet, uh, <laughs> they have another alternative for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the low, low price of 99 big ones, you can get Early. a 15 pack of disposable 48 hour patches that, quote, engage the homeostatic regulation of energy metabolism in order to metabolize at a faster rate uh, to allegedly give you an energy boost throughout the day um, that wouldn't i'm no scientist <laughs> but if i'm metabolizing my energy faster yeah that sounds like i will have less energy mm. well Lucy, that's a really good point you brought up shut yeah. up <laughs> fuck <laughs> when, um, it's all falling apart now <laughs> me me and wife of the show my wife elna have been watching we've been doing our first ever watch through of the sopranos and I was just oh. saying to her the other night that, like, um, the the guys in The Sopranos, like, the when they're having a sit-down between, like, the capos and the bosses and stuff, they have that same deal that, like, American cops have, uh, where they massively overcomplicate everything they're saying. Mm-hmm. They always use a more complicated word when they know a simpler one. Uh, and that's what I'm getting from this. Mm. Pat- patches mm-hmm. engage the homeostatic regulation of energy metabolism in order to metabolize energy at a faster rate. Yeah, Relax. it also sounds like the stuff that like the crazy guy at the bus stop yells at you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're walking yeah. past a little bit too close. <laughs> and just like, it's you gotta understand socks. if you access the socks, it will re- redistribute all of the neurons in your body and actually like really makes you like, a lot smarter, it's lots more streamlined. <laughs> okay. like, oh yeah, man, totally. <laughs> I respect this because it's so dumb. Like it's not they yeah. haven't put much effort into this scheme. At this all. is um this is like uh I mean jokes on them. I'm going to be squeezing all the stuff out of the patches and freebasing it in a car park. Yeah, snorting it. There's no stuff in the patches. The patches don't have anything in them. Oh, it's just a it's just a QR code. It's like a the QR code for your for, for your, your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Now you guys obviously because you're a bunch of fucking wet blankets mm-hmm. are being very skeptical about this and the promise of Sorry. NHTs, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh. I'm going to, if you guys look in the document, Phoebe, I've just sent you a little image there. Here's a little something that I think should change your mind. Fuck. Now, could someone, uh, Phoebe, would you like to describe 
Let me have a look. What you've what you've got there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> this is an image, uh, like a CT scan of the human brain. Mm -hmm. uh, two images. One is our brains. And it's all red and angry and dumb, I assume. Reg regular <laughs> yeah. dog shit brains. Just yeah. really low value, uh, shitty smooth brain. Mm. And then there's an arrow pointing to the next brain on the right saying BioWin NHT. And that brain, our brains on BioWin NHT is green. Uh, yep. Elevated. Now now, as a lifelong mm. student of various uh, traffic lights and signals, mm. I understand that that's good. Well, green means go, yeah. 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 And I, like, I want my brain to be going at almost all times. And it's all green, yep. meaning I feel like you'd have like a smooth brain, which is what I'd mm. like to have. Yeah. Now, okay, obviously, we're, maybe we're not set up um, to interpret this image from a, a scientific background because none of us are scientists you know we're no. all many things but we're not you know, i have not red that. brain yeah mm. i have red brain as well yeah. uh actually think about that for something i'm going to tell you in about five minutes um <laughs> but here's what an actual expert is saying about it. this is from their website this is an endorsement from uh dr w lee cowden uh md comma mdh i don't know if that mm -hmm. means he got honors with his medical degree or something i didn't really look into it um but he says, when I first experienced Bywin's NeuroSocks, I was amazed at how much they immediately improved my EEG brainwave pattern and how much better energy and mental clarity I felt while wearing them. Then I saw similar results on my colleagues. <laughs> so you were just like, hey, guys, put these socks on and let me strap these electrodes to your head. Like, you, damn, you look energetic, Steve. You look good right now. <laughs> Unrelated, we've also started eating paint chips, but that's just like a completely separate experiment. <laughs> that was our control. We're all on the same diet and it is yeah. lead paint chips. Mm. Now, I this I know it sounds too good to be true. You Wrong. put on a pair of socks, you get... <laughs> Wrong, I already believe it. It sounds so good, it must We're be in. true. It sounds mm. both good and true. Some things are good and true, you know? Mm. Now, it gets even Banksies, for better. example, they, they exist and they're good. Yep. So they must be truly Banksy's works, not, not a, a Scottish guy that rips off his art style entirely. Not a Scottish bear, no. So they offer another product um, for 99 bucks, another 15-pack of patches. But this patch specifically will, quote, give your immune system that little extra by, quote, mm. enhancing the communication loop between the brainstem vagus nerve thymus and spleen leading to mm. a quote optimized immune system and this product is of course called the vax haptic patch that is so mm -hmm. real i mean you can't argue with it don't get the vaccine buy these qr code patches for your inner arm for 99 dollars like that's a good price yeah. for I mean, a complete neuro neuro health so Shall we yeah. grade? Should, <laughs> yeah. we, should we grade this scam on our regular scam oh, grading system? I sorry, I have one more thing to tell you before we grade the scam. Okay. Um, I just want to read you just the the headline and then two sentences from a story here from um, rugby.com.au. Mm. <laughs> yep, premium news source. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Queensland Rugby Union adds Biowin as its newest commercial partner. 
Oh my god. No way. The no. Queensland Rugby Union today announced wearable neurotech specialist BioWin as its latest commercial partner in a two-year deal. As part of the what? partnership, the BioWin brand will feature on the back of the St George Queensland Reds jersey below the player number over the next two seasons. That's so good. That's rules. Will they be actually oh wearing God. the patches though? So it's actually Queensland Reds brain, I believe, was the phenomenon you were describing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's incredible. Oh, oh my goodness. And That's there are exactly testimonials. The tongue- <laughs> they have ads of Reds players being like, this QR code on my forearm has given me super brain powers for me to play oh, at my best. That's so good. That makes so much sense. Like It, it fits, does. You know? Yeah. This is the target market. Rich himbos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rich Queensland himbos. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, very much like this is the most Queensland thing I've ever heard. It's the only so thing good. more obvious would be if it was like Queensland police officers also <laughs> <laughs> Which now they will. Uh, Official yeah. sponsor of yeah. Queensland Police Service. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So, um, for any listeners, and possibly for Phoebe, uh, who are not familiar with how we grade scams around here, we have we have three uh, we have three different sliders that we move up and down. Three axes Yay. on the cube of scam. <laughs> three axes on the cube of scam. Uh huh. Uh, so one of which is the like um, the the chutzpah that you need the <laughs> the moxie, if you will, the moxie. Mm. Basically, uh, like um, basically, you know, uh, the the more sort of outlandish and bullshit it is, uh, the better in terms of mm. like the bravery that it requires to stand and lie to somebody's face about what you are giving them when you sell them yeah. these magic beans, right? So what do you what do you think about this one uh, from that point of view, Phoebe? Um, I think it's pretty ballsy, like because they haven't even pretended to put anything in it. So there's a lot of stuff mm, out there that true. you can sell, and you're like, oh, this is like a general wellness tool like wellness is the thing that we're fixing or like we're making you smarter or we're you know activating your brain but like normally they at least pretend to have something functioning on the inside of it they're like oh we use the power of crushed vitamin c tablets or like you know there's a wire that doesn't connect to anything or like whatever but this is literally just like a a band-aid yeah it's ballsy because they're just basic they're just like oh i don't need to explain to you how it works it's just you put on the socks and your neurons feel good that's it we hired a doctor to say that this works nobody knows that he's a doctor of music like he's got a doctorate in music (laughs) education (laughs) They're always kind of practice. And that's it. We don't need to sell the con any more than that. Like, they've done their job. I think it's super ballsy, especially with the knowledge that, like, they're selling it to rugby league players. (laughs) Yeah, they've got a rugby sponsorship. I think it really makes it. That's fantastic. As as far as pre-existing scams go, I would absolutely liken this one to the, the, like, bracelets that people used to wear with the magnets That's what I was thinking, the magnetic bracelets. Do they actually have some science in them, though? Like, more than Those things? No. No, No? nothing at all. Yeah. Wow. They really I, sold I, those. They were like in the chemists and stuff. I could strap there. an extremely powerful magnet onto you and nothing would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Except but, maybe some objects damn, would fly out. They already yeah. sold but, those. Yeah, um, yeah well, buy those everywhere. Yeah, you had like fucking Tiger Woods wearing them and shit, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure from That's Tiger insane. Woods's perspective, they were like, we will give you $2 million that you can use uh, to bang more sex workers with. And he was like, great. 
but he wore them and he got his picture taken and everything. Uh, what is the next axis? We've got um, the the successfulness. Yes. Success, successful tude of the scan here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the successoration. How, yeah. Yep. Uh, how how effectively they managed to actually pull this off, right? So hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, they've two nailed year, it. Two year sponsorship deal? Ten out yeah. of ten. Sometimes you have a really a really ballsy wild ass scam and no one really goes for it. Sometimes you have a boring milk toast scam that you manage to net a lot of people with. Sometimes you have something fucking stupid like a stick on QR code and you get rugby union Australia to sign up. As a sponsor. It's amazing. And that's fucking wild. Because the real rube of it would not be, like, the team of rugby. It's, like, some, like, CEO. It's who's the been... Queensland Rugby Union CEO, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's the David guy Hannum. that's been... Yeah, they've been getting into too many, like, you know, threads and just, I don't know. Like, it's it's always the CEOs with, like, a completely empty head that really buy into this stuff. Mm. Is it a money laundering thing? Like, is this? <laughs> oh, that I would mean, make sense, be. right? Like, I, I think it's, I think it's a regular old scam, personally, because yeah. like the the things that you produce to sell to people are of effectively no value in and of themselves. You, you're like making stickers, and you're selling people a fifteen pack of stickers for a hundred for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I assume, I assume, US dollars. But uh, I might be wrong about that. I believe it's Australian, I think, actually. And the final slider on the cube of scam is um, how victim-y was the scam? Were we scamming, like, old old uh, non-English as a first language pensioners out of their savings? Well... Or were we scamming the shittiest, most deserving people in the country? Now, luckily, uh, maybe you're not a big... Um, Sports head, or you're not familiar with the familiar with the Australian sporting codes, uh, but the Queensland Reds are a super rugby team. They are rugby union, which is the mm. sport played by private school kids. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. And anyone who's buying this, you know. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 quite simply have more money than you know what to do with. That's yeah. right. More was, money than sense, they're saying, Andrew. You got this one? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, like sense with a C? Yeah. You like <laughs> that? You can use that one. I was reading a thing uh, I was reading a thing the other day about uh, a product called uh, Sweet Sweet Sweat Stick. Right? Oh. Okay. <laughs> and and it's this it's this thing. It's basically like a giant deodorant stick. And you rub it all over your body. And the idea is that it, like, I guess it seals up all of your pores and makes you sweat more or something. But it's it's another one of these things where it's like, hey, oh, this will totally give you a better workout. Here we go. Sweet sweat is designed to create a thermogenic effect on the applied areas. So it's, it might be a little bit like a deep heat kind of thing as well. You're trapping the sweat in your body. It increases <laughs> the circulation. <laughs> thermoerogeny. That's right. <laughs> it increases the circulation of exercising muscles, allowing you to maximize your workouts. It also accelerates warm-up and recovery time. This means exercising will be easier and quicker while reducing the risk of aches, cramps, and muscle pulls. And um, all the pictures are just like uh, very, very cut influencer ladies rubbing it on on their six-pack abs. Oh, okay. Sick. 
and now we're and talking. It, and, it, and it costs you like 50 bucks for a stick of it, you know? Right. Mm. And if you're buying one of these, you're a fucking idiot. Who? Yeah, that's who, a you problem. Yeah, you spend all of your time on Instagram and you have enough disposable income to spend $50 for a tube of shit to just grease yourself up with mm-hmm. like a piggy before you work out. That's fine. Mm. Lose your money. Whenever I see those products, it reminds me of when a chocolate company will release a new kind of chocolate where they're like, oh, it's like Doritos flavored or it's like <laughs> a, you know, whatever. And it's because the production line has ended for one thing and started for another. And they've got this like mix of chocolate that they need to like sell or whatever. Right. They've swept all the Dorito crumbs (laughs) off the factory floor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But like, you know, one old chocolate and one new chocolate. And whenever I see a product like that, I'm like, there's a deodorant company out there somewhere that fucked up on a production line, made a deodorant that didn't Mm. work. And they're like, okay, We've got like a million of these things. How can we like reverse engineer a way to sell yep. this into something that will be useful and profitable so it's not just like being thrown in the bin? Oh, and that's well- terrifying. wellness. And like wellness is just the thing. It yeah. works. Or mm-hmm. it, like, yeah, because there's that element of like, if you were going to claim that you had some sort of magical spray that had a crazy chemical effect on your body, you would actually kind of want it to smell bad because then people would be like, ooh, it's the chemicals must be very it's potent. Yeah. yeah. So if you just made like Lynx fucking limestone and everyone was like, why would you want to smell like that? This smells awful. Oh, no, actually, it's for making your muscles twice as strong. That's why it smells yeah. rank. You're like, fuck, this is rank. My muscles are twice as strong. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's pheromones. That's why it smells so bad. (laughs) From my optimal neurology. (laughs) Coming up with taglines. The worse it stinks, the better it works. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been (laughs) dining out on that idea for like a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, that is about all we have time for this week. Phoebe, where can people hear and see more of you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, they can hear more from me on my podcast. Uh, don't worry, it's not just you. My most recent episode, I had Darling Ben on, uh, was which so was much so fun. much fun. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I know him. Yeah. I know him. Um, and you can also just find me through uh, Instagram at Paradise for buying clothes and art and all that random fun stuff. Wonderful. Folks, I would absolutely recommend doing that. Buying a shirt, buy yourself some socks, yeah. get some stickers or a badge, or maybe listen to a podcast. There's all oh. kinds of things that you can do with Phoebe. Thanks, guys. And uh, if you're in Brisbane, uh, go to Netherworld and check out the art show that Phoebe's just put together with... Uh, I don't think he counts as a friend of the show because I don't think he would ever have listened to it in his entire <laughs> life, but uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, for their... For feature presentation, it is a bunch of extremely exciting uh, Queensland artists doing takes on movie posters using the uh, unique Australian Australian Daybill format. And all of, yeah, it's all fucking fantastic. Uh, We're doing some movies for it tomorrow night as well, but this probably won't be out in time for that to affect you in any way. (laughs) But But it's running all month. Come along. Yeah, go to the art show, definitely. Yeah, go check that out. Now the world. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Phoebe. Thanks, guys. I had so much fun. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. And we will catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.